is Rob Powell and today in Tuck Stewart Talks we are talking to Ronnie Lauko of Canyon Shram Racing about the Swift Academy. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to a brand new episode of the Tuck Stewart Talks. It's the 4th of December, meaning it's winter time in the Northern Hemisphere, so plenty of riding is being done on your tax trainer these days. And it's also the time of year that all the pro teams are already making their way to the more sunny destinations to have their training camps in preparation of the 2020 season. And for Kenyan SRAM Racing, it's basically both indoor and outdoor that's going to meet on their training camp in the upcoming days in Spain. Because we've got three finalists of the Swift Academy are trying to claim one precious spot on their 2020 team. So what we're going to do on this podcast, we're going to dive into the selection process and how Kenyan Swim Racing is going to decide who's going to be their next pro rider. And we're going to do that with Kenyan Swim Racing's team manager and sports director and the man who came up with the idea of starting the Swift Academy in the first place. It's Ronnie Lauke. Welcome, Ronnie. Are you as excited about the upcoming days as the finalists? <laughs> yeah, of course. Hello. Um, yeah, it um, uh, still remains a nice um, a nice topic within our team to have the Swift Academy and it's uh, year number four now that we are running it and I'm I'm still very very happy that we could could be one of the pioneers in the esports racing in cycling um, and leading the path in that area so we um, yeah it's, I'm I'm very happy about that. Yeah, because obviously esports and especially cycling or Swift is like taking a massive flight over the last, maybe even the last year. Uh, look, maybe we go through the numbers of uh, the participants of the Swift Academy a bit later on. But but how did it all start in uh, in 2016? Um, when we when we created this team in 2015 to be ready for um, enter entering the race circuits and in 2016. Then we were, of course, looking for partners, and I got introduced through the brand manager from Kenyan to the Swift people. In those days, I um, got in contact with Steve Beckett and Mike McCarthy, and then we had various phone conversations and chats, and like in chat number four or five, we um, created some ideas what what we can do, and I introduced and I, I said, look, in, in teams, there's always a rider on place number 12, 13 or 14, which is usually the development rider. Somebody, you see some potential, but uh, the person doesn't need to deliver right away, has some time to learn. And usually it's the, it's the path of you, you discover someone at a bike race, or you hear someone saying, oh, this person might be a talent. Um, maybe we can think about an option to create something via Swift because there we have not the personality. We don't know about the experience, but we see the pure numbers. And so why don't approaching it from a different angle and say, okay, now we know at least what the numbers are, what this person can deliver. And then we build uh, we try to build uh, the rest once we get to know that person. And that basically was a start in, in the end of 2015 to create the Swift Academy. And it seems like I was running through an open door. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like the first year it was 1,200 people uh, for the 2017 one, 11,000. 
2018, 34,000. And this year, it doubled again to 68,000 people who tried to uh, to earn a spot either uh, at Kenya Swim Racing for the women's or uh, the men could actually get a spot on the NTT Pro Cycling on the 23 uh, team. What, what's the process been to get to this stage where you have three finalists? Um, we have the we have the qualification um, um, phase or qualification times, and then it, it gets broken down, and then we finally have those three who get invited to the to the training camp, and it's like uh, team coach and uh, coaches of Swift. They look at every in any area and control the whole the whole um, competition. And then we finally have those three who are joining us tomorrow. And tomorrow they go into a, into the actual road racing, uh, or not maybe racing, but at least uh, joining the training camp of Kenyan Shram. Um, how is that for that for those three people coming in? Are they immediately um, being accepted by the team, or are there special arrangements? That that's actually what we why we doing it. We want to we want to find out. Um, who is this person? Because um, it's not always the, the hard fact like like numbers on, on power output. It's um, often the let's say the weaker the weaker effect who who we now de- need to decide about or the riders need to decide about who should be their teammate next year. Because um, for us it's super important to have a good good climate within the team. Um, a progressive climate where riders push another to to reach their best possible uh, abilities in bike races, but they also need to trust another. Um, so they need to have a personality that they can deal with and work with, that they can room with throughout the race season. Um, and somebody who wants to contribute towards the success of the group and, does, and not to have someone who sees the sport as an individual sport, because we we strongly believe in having that the cycling is a team sport. So, if you look now, maybe at the at the final three uh, three women, so it's Catherine uh, Colleen, uh, Jessica Pratt, and Samara uh, Shepard. So, so would you say maybe in terms of uh, power output, in terms of uh, watts per kilogram, they're all pretty close to each other? But then yeah. now it's it's deciding on the fit in the next couple of days. Yeah. That's what what it is. I mean, those those three who now will be joining us, they are there for a reason. So they have shown that they have the physical strength and the physical capability to to join the, uh, a team like ours, or that they have been the strongest out of the pool of athletes competing for those three spots. And now we need to find out who who is the one that finally will fit into the group. That will be super important. So, so do you have certain tests f- for that as well? Or, or how does that process go? How do you evaluate that over the next couple of days? Um, we will have some some competitions on the road um, or create some some competition, some, some challenges, not competition, but challenges on the road where, they, where we need to get an impression who they are, how they can handle their bikes on the road. And... Um, what is their tactical understanding of the bike race? And this is what we need to find out in this short of a time. Um, we only have been here for four days to find out what um, what status does that person have um, in terms of 
all the other areas that are required to become a complete bike rider. And maybe next to like uh, the power output, um, do you also select those riders or those finalists on a certain type of rider? So maybe you say, I'm looking for a really good domestic or looking for a, a sprinter or a climber or... That's, that's, that's not that's not a criteria that we're looking into. Um, we will see when they are here what, what type of riders each of them potentially could become. Um, but to really judge on it, you need to see them in the field in bike races. Um, and then we make a decision there. At the moment, just who can this person be integrated in the team? This is the final part of this whole of this whole uh, selection process. And what will be the upcoming days? Uh, look, what would they look like for them? Like for maybe for the first days, more of an introduction, are they getting fitted into the, onto the Kenyan bikes and et cetera? Yeah, they will all receive clothing and uh, the team equipment, and then they will be riding with the group. And then we will do some sprint competition, climbing, climbing challenges. Um, like this is this is what we integrate into the training program. Is there like an evaluation of uh, of an evolution in terms of how you did that, like maybe the first year or the second year, and compared to now? I can imagine for the first time when you guys did it, you were sort of like looking maybe for the right format, how you're going to test the riders and who should win, and did you sort of like manage to, yeah, sharpen that criteria for yourself as well? That whole process of how you're going to test them in these five days? Um, not not really. Um. I think it's um, it's pretty pretty uh, solid in the way we have done it in the past, and we remain doing it. Um, like I said, the numbers are done. We don't look into the numbers really now. It's the it's the personality, the person, how she fits into the group, and how how the riders who are already in the team how they react to that person. Like I said, what I strictly want to avoid. I cannot have an egocentric person in the team. I just don't want that. It's a it's a team sport, and I need to have I need to identify a person where 15 riders can say I trust her, and she will give everything for me to be able to or give everything for the entire group that we can win the bike race. Um, but I also give back once she's ready to do it. This is important to me. Nothing else. And you are the one who is making that final call? No, we do it as a group. It's like everybody, every rider, every staff member, myself, we can we give our input and then we discuss who would be a good fit and that it's a democratic decision at the end from the team. So, so in the end, it's just a matter of uh, put your hands up if you want to vote exactly. for this person. Exactly. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. All right, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, if we go back to maybe to the start of the of the whole Swift Academy for this year, when is the moment that you are being involved in looking at the raw data? I personally don't look into the data at all. I have not seen a single data of any of the riders yet. It's our team coach, um, Lars Teutenberg, who's doing that. Okay, and what is Because the moment? I don't. That... I don't want to. I don't want to be distracted by dumb, by numbers. Um, Because for me, the person is important. And for what was the moment on that uh, that Lars was involved? Lars was involved from the beginning. So that's immediately from that first time that uh, for the first day that it starts, it's already looking at yeah. uh, I think yeah, it is yeah. today's plan and going through the data and see who yeah. stands out and uh, yeah. 
like an exchange with the Swift people. Um, we we are in close contact the whole process throughout the whole process, and um, like we are always informed what what what's going on and to identify possible possible talents or strength, pure strength. And then we um, Lars is now arriving today at the training camp here, and then we're gonna we're gonna see um, when the riders arrive. And like I said, for me, it's important to have a t- person that fits into the group. That's my priority, my personal priority. So over the, over the past couple of years, the, there have already been three riders. Uh, the first year was Leah Torvalson, uh, then Tanya yep. Erat and Ella Harris. Uh, yeah. The the two latter, they're still with the team and they've got a contract again for next year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you probably can say that's, that it has been a success already, the Swift Academy. Yeah, I mean, Tanya is going into year number three with us. Um, Ella is going into her second year with us. And both have, uh, have, have proved to be a good, to be good team players. They, but also did show potential that they can develop further when they get, um, to gain more experience, when they get more time. And we want to give them those, this time. Um, because we believe both of them are great teammates. That uh, and it's not again. We don't look solely on the power. It's uh, we, we believe they're great teammates, and we believe once they develop further in the tactical area, in the area of um, bike handling, in efficiency, um, that they can develop to the to another level. And the same goes then for age, which is not going to be a deciding factor in it. They just certainly definitely want like a younger person or a talented rider as long as the output is there and it's a fit in the team. I think um, especially on the women's side of the sport, when you see how many, when, when you look into the conservative entry into the sport, how many riders are entering the sport at the age of 25, 26 on the highest level and reach reach good results with an age of 30, 31, 32, because they need those four or five years <clears throat> in order to develop and gain experience um, and feel comfortable riding in a bunch, then this this age, age is not a limiting factor. Um, the limiting factor is willpower and commitment. And as long as they show willpower and commitment, then they are, then we, I think we are the right place for them. Explaining that and then looking at the results maybe that Tanya had this year, I think there's some real promise in in her results, uh, getting yeah. closer to podium finishes, etc. So that's sort of yeah. like a, a proof of your theory. How do you evaluate with them, like after being a year in the squad? Is that different than any other rider? Or No, it's a total same, total same um, ideas on how we continue working with someone. I mean, one part of the, the, if you look at the Swift rider, how they get into the team, that's of course different than um, those, let's call it the conservative approach into the sport. Um, but once they're in the team, they get treated, like a Swift rider gets exactly treated the same as a Katarzyna Nierbadoma, who is a world-class athlete already. They all get the same opportunities, um, same same uh, support and 
I think this is important in order to make the whole the whole idea work. You need to look after the riders. You need to be there for them in order to develop further. Because one thing that Swift riders do not have when they come on board is um, and, and, and what's the word for it? Um, confidence, confidence. Because it's, a, it's such a new world they they are thrown into that everything looks so new that they're pretty shy. So the first thing is they have worked so hard to get here that you need to that you need to understand that now they are in it's a very normal it's a no, very normal thing and they just need to make the best out of it and from that moment on and once they are in if they can continue within the team or not they we say we set the same standards as for any other rider are they a good team player can they can they contribute to what the team team success can they win bike races on their own do we see potential for the future that this rider can still develop further and the combination of all these factors will make us decide whether we would like to continue with a rider or not. Sometimes it's that the rider herself doesn't want to continue with the team. That's also that's also a possibility, but so far we didn't have that so often. Do you remember from the last couple of years when there was like a moment during the camp that you personally thought, okay, this is going to be, uh, this is the rider that I'd like to see on our team next year? Already before you did the evaluation with everyone, but did you already pick up on something that you think like this is a trait that a person has that I really like to see in our team next season? Um, yeah, you you develop, um, you you observe, of course, and you develop um, like impressions, and you put all those impressions together, and then you of course there's one person that stands a little bit above the others um, throughout the process. But um, it's, it's never it's never set or fixed until the end, um, until the last challenge they have to overcome. But for sure, you see um, you see something early at an earlier stage in radars that um, then you of course start to share with the with your coach or um, with with the team how they see that. For instance, if somebody is able to ride better in those. In, the, in a group than others, or how she is descending, how she's cornering. These are the things that, that you pick up early. And this is where I um, create an early, let's say, early favorite for myself. But the, 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 the good thing for that rider or for the other two riders is that it's not only me who has an impact on whether she gets selected or not. It's uh, the entire team. So it doesn't mean much if I have the favorite early on or not. So and maybe for, for the next coming days, because they they probably got like a program, or, and they kind of like know what is uh, what is expected of them in all the challenges. Is there going to be a surprise challenge for them? No, there's nothing. Nothing, in my opinion, there's nothing surprising. Okay. This whole competition is being run uh, on on Swift, like indoor cycling. Um, mm -hmm. How does Kenyan SRAM use uh, use their tech trainers usually in their in their program as as the sort of like the indoor racing or the or using the trainer? Is that something that you guys are incorporate into the training programs for the riders or? Yeah, of, of course. I mean, we have our team coach, which is um, Lars Teutenberg, but each rider can choose a personal coach, who then is in in contact with our team coach, um, but. It's very, very um, important to use 
the new technology in order to to give the riders a good training program because the thing is with um, the indoor training it offers it offers training on a controlled environment which we of course use and so we we use it on a very regular basis yeah and also pray before particular workouts then that they get from their trainers or yeah yeah of course I mean, you can you can do endurance rides. You can yeah, you do max training. You can um, threshold training. You can do everything on the trainer. Um, like I said, in a very controlled environment, and that's uh, that's an important part of our of our um, preparation for the season and fine tuning for particular season highlights. And now, if you're looking at the at the finalists when they come in today, what is like the one piece of advice that you would give to them before they sort of like start? A couple of days to the to the Swift Academy rider. Yeah, who's got, like to the three finalists? What's like the best piece of advice that you could give them before these uh, these deciding <laughs> days? I mean, it's um, for for me. It would be good to see the person that they really are, and that they are not stressed about the opportunity. That they should really see it as a as a chance. And that each of them, no matter she gets the contract for next year or not, that she at the end of the of this entire trip says, "Wow, what what a great challenge!" Um, and I would I would do it again. Can can people follow uh, sort of sort of like the outcome or the or the next coming days? Will there be updates from the team? Yeah, on, or? on Swift you find all the information, and also the team will update as um, on a regular basis every day um, about the about the process. All right, awesome. We've got to follow it. And uh, yeah, definitely keen to see who's coming out and winning that uh, con- contract at, uh, at Kenya Swim Racing for next year. Um, looking Always ahead to. Exciting. Because it's unpredictable. It is unpredictable. And it's sort of, yeah, like you said, it must be really exciting just to see those persons coming in, getting a first impression, and then figuring out over the next couple of days uh, what the best fit is going to be for your team. Yeah. That's, I'm very curious because. It's always um, basically you, the, the team. You think the team is set, and then you get that one person you have no idea about. And you just know, okay, there's somebody, um, there's three radars who potentially can achieve that and that with their physical ability. But who, 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 who are they um, as a person when they're within that environment? How do they? How do they behave and um, yeah, that, that, that's a super super interesting situation. So if we already look ahead to, to, to next year, and I set the numbers earlier on, there were like I think in total sixty eight thousand riders who tried to get a spot um, either either with you guys or at uh, the NTT on the twenty three team. Uh, with all the the popularity of Swift going on, how many riders do you think we will have next year? Like on the team or on the on the academy? Yeah, for the academy, how how many do you think you will enter the competition if we had sixty eight thousand this year? Huh. I mean, we need to we need to make it a hundred at least. At least a hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's the the whole the whole entire area of esports com- um, with Swift and connecting to the road. It's, a, it's such a fast growing environment because you can actually you can ride your bike. But you stay in a safe environment at home, and what I figured out from my 
private friend told me they would like to write more, but some of them are fearful to start because of the of the traffic around them. So they usually they have a have an easier in, in, entrance into the sport and into bike riding with having having a safe environment first and getting getting used to riding riding pedaling um, before they eat out on the road. And therefore, I believe the, the numbers will grow in the future. Are, are you maybe when you're looking back now at the at Swift Academy and the success it's been having at the moment, are, are you a bit proud of it when, when you started it a couple of years ago? Did you see it is becoming this big? Um, yeah, of course, when you start something, you always aim to have an impact and to be someone who is leading the path. Um, so I'm I'm quite happy that we could see that opportunity early on. Um, and I mean, what, what do we do? What do we want to do at the end with the, with the cycling team? We want to, we want to have an impact and get more people on the bike. And I think we have achieved that. Um, and we, we still writing that story. So it will be very interesting to see what's coming in the future. Okay, and when can we expect to see the first pro win of a rider coming out of the Swift Academy for Kenyan Swift? Um, <laughs> next next season, it's, it's time for it. I'm pretty confident. Okay, okay. <laughs> 2020. We'll hold you to that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Ronnie, I wanna I wanna thank you heaps for your time and explaining uh, to us the, the Swift Academy. And yeah, everything was going to happen in the next couple of days, and uh, we're definitely going to follow the outcome on all the all the Swift channels. Mm-hmm. Good Perfect. luck in the next couple of days, and uh, enjoy as well. Thank you very much. Yeah, we will. We will definitely enjoy it. All right, everyone. That was it for another episode of the Tux Turbo Talks. And this one was about the Zwift Academy. Hope you enjoyed this one. Before you check out, don't forget to leave a rating and a review and to subscribe to the Tux Turbo Talks podcast. Really goes a long way and it helps other people to find out about this podcast as well. This was Rob Bout with Ronnie Lauke from Kenyan Swim Racing. Stay tuned for our next Tux Turbo Talks.